Welcome to another episode of Life's 3x5's podcast. Liz and Tim have created the ideal conversation formula for them. Everything begins with what's on a 3x5 index card. It can be anything and it can go anywhere in 30 minutes or so. If allowed, they can somehow magically become connected by a single word. And now, today's unscripted and unpredictable conversation between two longtime radio friends from a remote location with Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. Welcome. This morning, we are sitting in a cornfield in northern Illinois for season one, episode one, on October 5th, 2021. Can you believe we're starting this? This is Life's 3x5s, and I am Liz Wilder-Boyer. And I am Tim Larson. We have sort of decided to put this together because we like storytelling, we like to chat, we enjoy our time on the radio, and we're taking it sort of to a different level. And we decided to, every time we do this podcast, we're going to go somewhere else. Uh-huh. And, and there's another reason why we're doing it, because I like him. <laughs> I like spending time with somebody who has the same sort of background as I do. Yeah, she says that at episode one, but, Watch by episode, what, 100, we might be going, oh, please. All right, you forgot the (laughs) microphone cord. Come on. I know. Oh, well, this is a wonderful day. It's a little overcast today, a little on the cool side for me. Now, this is perfect weather for you, Tim, isn't it? Yeah, because I dress in layers. I don't like layers. I'll have to tell you all about that later because I just I would rather just wear one layer of clothes. Is it a laundry thing? No, it's you... not a laundry. It's like, oh God, now I gotta think what matches. You know, this has got to go over and then this is gonna go over and then this has got to go over that. And what if I get too hot? I gotta take that one off, I gotta take that one off, and then I never know where I leave them. But that's the whole point. You're a hiker. Ugh. You're a hiker. How do you do the hiking thing? Without doing layers, because you start out, I don't know. let's say, at the rim of the Grand Canyon, yeah, and you're freezing, yeah, true. and then by by the time you work up sweat, you yeah. want to peel off layers. How I do. do, you do I that? just wrap it around my waist. <laughs> Use my <laughs> sleeves. So you need to be fashionable. I do. Wow. And even when I was skiing, I was in a a little pretty oh, wow. pretty outfit. It was all matchy but, matchy. But you I didn't know not, what I was doing. But you were not doing layers. No, I just had the no, I just had my snowsuit on. Oh my god, I don't know how you do that. But I didn't, you know, I had hand, I had my well, gloves well, yes, on, but and I don't socks. Know, I don't but... know how you don't, because once you take it off, you're freezing. Well, that's why you go in the lodge and you sit uh, in front of the fire and you get something to drink. Yeah, and then you okay. Speaking okay, of something to drink, oh, this is ten thirty in the morning. Oh shoot! <laughs> we both like Moscato. I am we not a do. wine person, but I like Moscato. Moscato's so, wine. So here, can so you hear here it? So here you go. Episode one. Here's the toast. Okay, you ready? Yep, I'm go not, ahead. I'm not good at this, but okay. I, I stole this from my son's roommate. Okay. Here's to podcast that we may forget with friends that we will never forget. Ooh, Ooh I like that. Go. Here you go. Cheers. Mm. Oh, that's good. Oh, Tim. I like okay, that. Okay, can we make this a must? <laughs> this is a must on every one. Mmm, yummy, go, yummy, go yummy. sit somewhere, set up equipment, look weird to everybody else, talk about things you have no clue where you're going to go, and drink. Hey, that works for me. Okay, good. Now, okay. We've, now we've got a plan. <laughs> so it's as good. I was saying in the beginning, <laughs> we're here on a, what day is today? Today's a Tuesday, actually. 
It's my friend Dave Block's birthday. Happy birthday, Dave. Oh, are you talking about from Hideout? I am. Oh, I love Dave. I I love Dave. I am. Happy birthday, Dave. And his podcast partner, because he has a podcast too, Ryan's birthday is the 15th. How not, fun is that? I and Ryan know. was the guy that was also on Hideout doing the extra. I did not know that they did anything together on the side. Yeah, they did. Oh, man. So it's kind of fun because I got to be on their podcast. I, I really am digressing, aren't I? Um, That's okay. So it was, it was. we found out it was Dave's birthday, and then it was my birthday, and then it was Ryan's birthday. All in October, so it's a big month. Drink up, baby. What, <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do in December? Uh Christmas. So we get to. What's, it's my what's, birthday. It's Jesus' yes, birthday. Yes. And what's that hot drink that everybody does in, at Christmas time? Um, glug? Glug. Yeah. yeah that's I, Swedish glug. That will knock you on your butt. Really? Oh. Oh, my Uncle Bryce used to fix that all the time. Remember, we were going to go to Kieselberg's? Yes. Kieselberg's is a park that's down the street from us. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, forest preserve. We were going to go there originally until we realized that the corn had not been harvested yet. And we really like this And we corn. really like this atmosphere. We're literally in the middle of the cornfield. We are not on the on the outskirts. So if we get sort of infiltrated, one, it could be a combine. <laughs> or, or two, this is a turkey run. So it could be turkeys. Yeah, yeah. so you're maybe Ooh. eight or nine turkeys is usually what I see. But uh, we wanted to do it because uh, of, of it not being harvested yet. Well, Kieselberg Forest Preserve is a shirt-tail relative. Fred and Ann Kieselberg were always coming over. They were very, very old at the time. And you'd walk in the door, and down the basement, they would be making glug. And, of course, it's not a five-minute thing. It's oh, an all-day okay. cooking thing. Wow. And, you know, I'm like 10 years old. And, and you're trying it? Well, they're giving me an al- a non-alcoholic version, oh, which okay. was an, still enough to kick you on your butt. And then, of course, by the end of the day, you know, they sip just a little, just a little. It's warm. You're going to drink it like you would hot cider. Oh, I love hot cider. So it takes a long time. But by the end of the day, everybody is on the couches and in the recliners. (laughs) They're just completely (laughs) passed out from the food and the drink. So that's the connection with Kieselberg. Ah, I didn't know that. And Glug. And Glug. And Glug. See, so drinks, yeah, drinks galore, everyone. Yeah. What do you think of... When you <clears throat> go by a cornfield, walk through a cornfield, eat corn Sit on the Sit in a cornfield like now? Yeah. Well, right now, if I'm sitting in a cornfield and I'm, if, if it was dark, but it's not, it's only, would you say, 1030 in the morning. Right. If it was dark, I'd be thinking of Children of the Corn, that horror movie. Creepy. Creepy. Yicky, Creepy. yicky. You know? And nothing really has to move much. Oh, except the to, wind will rattle it yeah, a little to fr- bit. To freak you out. Just like that. Can you see it? Can you yeah, hear it? Yep. Yeah. Or a squirrel will jump down just like it did a little bit ago. Yeah. But that's one of the things. And then the other thing I always think of, well, because it's brown, because it's brown like this. It's not bright green corn. It's brown corn that you're going to get ready to harvest. And this is what they call feed corn. It's not sweet corn like you eat. It's feed corn that you'll feed to the cows, to your animals and stuff. I always think of cutting it down in the stalks that are used uh, for decoration for Halloween. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And corn mazes. Yeah. Have you ever been in a corn maze? I, I have. You have? I have. Did you get stuck or did you kind of squirrel your way out of it? Well, <laughs> this is in Belvedere. Okay. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a city next door to us. And we take my niece and my nephew and my son, and they're tiny. They're really tiny. You know, it's a little bit closer to sunset than you would like. Okay. So you get in the corn maze, and then you sort of can't get out before it's dark? Oh. Yeah. Oh, what are the chances funny. in the middle of this corn maze that a black 
cat crosses your path. Oh, fun! Yeah, scared the living daylights out of us. Do you see a witch over there, too? Uh, no. yeah, I didn't know her name, though. <laughs> I, I didn't know her name. But we eventually got out, but we didn't have flashlights or anything, so it was a little hinky. But it was really fun. But that's my story from a corn maze. That's interesting. I have always wanted to go into a corn maze. I've never done it. Oh, you should. You know, now they, they do those with GPSs. What? Yes. You know, before it was the hard way of here's the design, you got to map it out, and you got to count your rows and count your aisles and all that stuff. And it really was something to be able to accomplish any kind of a really cool design. Well, now they set the GPS. When you get to a certain point, the tractor turns this way. When you get to a certain point, the tractor turns Oh, you're turns talking that about way. you're talking about making it. Making it. Ah, yes. okay. So they can make these gigantic, beautiful designs. Did you see uh, Field of Dreams? Yes. Okay, with yes. the with the New York Yankees and the White Sox. Yes. Okay. Did you see in between the two diamond ball diamonds? Uh, in between the house and the old diamond yes. for the movie. Yes. And the There's new huge... diamond, they did a drone thing, and they have a corn maze in the middle of it, and it's the Major League Baseball logo. Oh, fun! I'm going to have to go back and watch that movie again because I never cool? paid attention to that. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. No, I think, I was thinking when you were saying GPS, oh, got a little bee who was a little hungry. Bee's in my wine. Yeah. He's, he got a little, he's going to get drunk. Yeah. Oh, there he goes. There you go. Bye-bye. Um, he, I was thinking of going in as a spectator in the corn maze with the GPS, I thought, how is that working when you were talking about GPS in the corn maze? No. No, 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 no. no. This was uh, NBC or whoever was doing all the fancy schmancy stuff. Okay. And, of course, they had Kevin Costner walking out of the corn, out of the outfield, yeah, yeah, and all yeah. the people. Say, they really, really thought this through. And, you know, the Cubs are going to play there next year. Are they really? They are. Oh, fun. And, and I've got it written down in my show prep, uh, the date. I want to say it's like August 11th or something like that, but I can't remember who they're playing. I want to say the Boston Red Sox. But oh, that would be a great one. Yeah, but that's just a, a guess. I'm not really sure. Well, you yeah, know. you definitely have to find out. I hope it's not August. I hope it's not the first two weeks of August. I hope it's the latter two. Why? Because I'm going to be in Sturgis. Again? Always. You go every year. I love it. Really? Yeah. Well, we Is... go. We've gone as long. We've gone for the last six years. But but I there's think. enough difference. Oh, Tim. Really? Oh, Tim. Really? Do you know how much wide open ground, wide open space there is in South Dakota, <laughs> yeah. in Montana. Hello, you cannot yeah. cover it all. Yeah, but they're really good about bringing in really drastically mm -hmm. new acts that would be interesting to you every year. I think so, yeah. And you see... There's been some, well, like like I saw, I have never ever had the chance to see Keith Urban, and I saw oh, Keith Urban there. I like Keith. I do too. Yeah. This past yeah. year we saw... ZZ Top. Unfortunately, oh. it was without Dusty because he had just passed. Yeah. But, I mean, I never would have seen them before. Now, we have seen a few people there before. So it's, so fun. It's, so it's like going to, uh, uh, like, uh, what's it called in Milwaukee? Music? Uh, no, what's it called in Milwaukee? Summerfest? Summerfest. Yeah. Is it like going to that stage after stage after stage? Well, no, not really. In Because we are at one specific campground when we go into Sturgis, and that campground is the Buffalo Chip. Okay. The Buffalo Chip has a big amphitheater at one end of the campground. At okay. Another side of the campground is um, open to the public, if you will. And so they have different bands, but it's more local, not quite the big name. The big name bands are back at the big amphitheater, okay. and they are different every single night. But if you are camping in that campground in 
um, Buffalo Chip Campground, you get to go to those things for free because your your admission oh. has really basically paid for oh. all of them. Oh, that's a and sweet so, deal. Yeah, not only do you have the big name acts, you've got their opening, then you've got some of the local acts, and they have the Buffalo Chip Girls, which all the guys <laughs> like. You know, it's like a little pageant thing for them. But <laughs> oh, you know, oh, it's a pageant thing. Well, I thought it was like the Dallas cheerleaders. Oh uh, well, they're kind <laughs> kind of like that. I mean, they're. They're very voluptuous. Oh. Um, they're oh. very skimpily dressed, but they're trying to be Miss Buffalo Chip. Of course. And it's just, it's very interesting. Wow. It's very interesting. Wow. And then there's, you know, like I said, they have local bands, so there's a little place they call the Swimming Hole, or, no, they call it something else. Oh, I forgot what it's called. But anyway, it's like a, by a little pond, for lack of a better word. It's not very big. It's not <laughs> as big as this little area that we're in. Oh, well, maybe it's a little bit. But they have some local bands at nighttime performing for people too that come and actually just hang out after gotcha. being riding all day or after going back to the other and and you camp all week we do we do Man. of course of course we don't camp in a tent i'm a little prissy for that so <laughs> i will admit it we have a little cabin oh full disco- yeah. disclosure full disclosure on this yeah mm-hmm. oh man the little cabin has air conditioning. Oh, thank it does. God. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask if it had running running water. It does not. It does not. No, it does not. The little oh. the little cabin is no bigger than how big like a twelve by twelve. Okay. Yeah. A twelve by twelve, but it has uh, two single beds with uh, inflatable mattresses, or you can put them together and have a queen mattress, which we do. It's got a big table, a little bit bigger than what we're using right now. Um, what do they call just the regular ones, Tim? The big yeah, like a six foot, like a six foot table, yeah. and then two yeah. chairs, and that's it. But we've gone there so many times, and we've had uh, so many times, and so many good friends that watch out for us that they have brought us <laughs> extra little chairs. We have a welcome mat. We have oh. more hangers. We have, you know, we have we have it all set up just for us. And but we do rent a porta potty, so we have a special porta potty right around the back. And I think next year I'm going to decorate the porta potty. Wow. Yeah. Are you going to theme it? I am. We're going to theme it Western theme because we're out in the West, Wild West, you know? Of course you are. Wow. We we have a little porta potty at our house that our neighbors use that we, five of us neighbors, all get together and we have it out in the back for the summertime. Mm -hmm. And then we just split the cost. Well, Well, part of that is you don't have to make the the long trudge back to the houses either. Correct. We live next to the Rock River and we have a very long driveway or long yard, really, to get back to our house. We all have a long way to get back to the house. So we rent that porta potty. But my neighbor Debbie has decorated it every year. And this year it's Western, and I thought, oh, I'm going to do that at Sturgis. Yeah, that's really cool because it gives her a cool project to do, too. (laughs) Not like I need another project, right? Well, no, but, you know, sometimes (laughs) people just need projects. What do you think this is? This is a project. Oh, but it's so much fun, and we sure hope that you're having fun with us, too. We are going to post a couple pictures on with our podcast. Yes. So that you'll be able to see what we're talking about. And hopefully down the road we'll be doing, as winter hits northern Illinois, we'll be doing inside restaurants talking about the food that they serve us. Uh, we may be doing uh, state parks. Mm-hmm. Um, if if the equipment will do it. Mm-hmm. And if Liz will dress <laughs> in layers so I don't have to yeah. rescue her from the frigid, we could maybe do Starved Rock State Park in Oh, the that fall. would be cool. It's a beautiful park, and and we could we could take this anywhere. We could go we could go see Sky Drysdale at a ballpark. That would be fun yes, too. Yes, we could do any of that. That would be fun. All we have to do is pick up a phone and and see if we can make it happen. Not a problem. Uh, so I've talked talked about me with with uh, corns. You let's talk about you. What do cool. cornfields? 
remind you of? I grew up in the cornfields on the west side of Rockford, Illinois. And one right in the middle, huh? No, 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 no. But really, if you look at my mom's house, which she still lives there, she's 88 years old. It's a house I grew up on. She's owned it since 1952, I think, with my dad. My dad's down in Missouri now, but okay. um, it's you no know, like two and a half acres or something. It's surrounded by cornfields. Oh, cool. Surrounded. You know, you get those neighborhood kids, and we would just find so many things to do. We had horses, mm. so there's an avenue for doing things. So we would, my, my, my cornfield memories are, one, in the summertime, we would jump on the horses, and we would head in the, in the back of our property to the back of the Robin Drive-In Theater on West State Street. Okay. And you know the little device, that the little speaker that hooks on everybody's door. When you get all of those turned on, you can hear. So you can hear the movie at the back of the fence. Really? Yes. Collectively, you can hear them all. So we would take our little snacks and our little whatevers, and we were maybe, I don't know, 12, 13 years old, something like that. And we'd ride the horses to the back of the of the fence of the drive-in, and we would take lawn chairs. Remember those just aluminum, nasty yes. lawn chairs? <clears throat> so we would take those, strap them onto the horn of the, of the saddle, and then we would just sit there and watch the movie at the end. And you could see the movie? Oh, absolutely. Oh, funny. Oh, sure. And nobody cares. You know, really, honestly, oh, would you rather us ride horses to the back of the fence or pile 18 kids in a station wagon. Which do you want? Yeah, do you want to clean up horse poop, or would you rather have the <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, they didn't even deal with that. And then the other cornfield story with those same horses uh, in the winter, you know, uh, toboggans. You yes, know, the I long, love toboggans. Long yeah. toboggans. And they have slats in them. It's sort of yes, the way, way it's made. Yes, well, we would get our motorcycle helmets on because we had motorcycles that we'd go jumping on. <laughs> we'd get our motorcycle helmets on and our shields because when you take across a cornfield, oh, the yeah. horse will kick up ice and snow and, you know, corn stalks and everything else. And it would just beat you if you didn't have a helmet on and a shield. So at the beginning, we're laying down on this toboggan and of course you know you're going like superman and choo, 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 jumping across the cornfields and of course queen and blaze and and princess were the were the three horses that did the best on this and they would go like a bat out of hell i mean honest to god it was like it was like a greyhound dog they they lived for doing that oh funny yes yeah, so here we are on the back and choo, 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 choo. well one time queen decided to go home and there was no telling her uh, otherwise. <laughs> yeah. And she wrapped that um, toboggan not only through a barbed wire fence, which could have been really bad for us, oh God, but yeah. also wrapped that thing around a tree <gasps> and destroyed it. Oh, so, of no. course, us kids, we had to raise money because we're like 12, 13. Yep, right, we right. We had to raise money to buy a new toboggan. Whether we actually did raise all that money, I don't know. But uh, but the, but the what we learned to do because it was more fun is you know you have the big snowmobile boots and you would lock your heels in one of those runs on the toboggan yes. at the back. You'd have a longer rope and you would sort of ski behind oh, instead wow. of instead of laying on your stomach. Well, that could be really really fun. Until, or really, really bad. <laughs> until you crash and burn. So those are my two cornfield stories, and they both happen to be related to horses. Wow, that's wild. You know, so it's nothing like the Norman Rockwell picture that I picture in my head with mm -mm. the horse, you know, pulling the sleigh. No. 
Oh, my funny. mom, my mom did that. That was her generation. Oh wow! Yeah, when she grew up, that was the whole. You know, my grandfather would come home from building barns right all right. day, and he'd say, "Girls, just give me ten minutes. I just need to rest for ten minutes." And then they'd eat some cornbread or something like that, and they would literally hook up the horses and go out in the sleigh. Cornbread, get that corn, cornfield, cornbread. Yeah, more, more corn. Okay, it just happened to come out just like that, and they'd get in the sleigh. This is going to be a really long podcast, isn't it? <laughs> we'll make it shorter for you. I hope it's entertaining to you. I hope you're enjoying it. Whoever's listening. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's the nice part too by by doing this because Liz and I know each other because of. Uh, radio stations for years and years and years. But we can tell them that later. We can, but what's nice about this is that you don't have a a quote-unquote limited listenership within a geographical area. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. So we sort of have to think in a different frame of mind because they could be in France for all we know. So where are you listening? If, If you're listening to our podcast... Jot us a little note and tell us where you're listening from. And by the way, thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. Yep. We sure and do. we we will have uh, things up uh, as as we progress on this. We will have the websites and the emails and the addresses and all that stuff going. Uh, this honestly was sort of a dry run. I know, but it's really so much fun. Yeah, it may be a keeper. <laughs> I think so. I think so. We might have to do that. So another, I got to tell you, another thing that, that reminds me when I think of corn and cornfields is detasseling. Oh, my. If you don't know what detasseling is, it's going through each field or each each row and pulling the little, mm, the flower seed part off the top of mm-hmm. the corn stalk, pulling it out, right? And I should know this. Why do they do that? I think that's to germinate it, but don't, don't oh, quote me on oh, that one. Oh. I don't know. That makes sense. You're a corn pollinator. Well, they call it detasseler. I'm a detasseler. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, Yeah, I'm a corn pollinator. There you go. Yeah, I gotcha. Well, I only did it for for two weeks in one summer with my cousins because they were all about it. And, And I was young, too. I was young. I was probably 13, 14 years old, something like that. I'd never done it before. And my cousin Nancy, who lives in Byron, Illinois... They detasseled all the time. And so she was, oh, wow, I'm getting a second glass. You are. Um, you just keep talking. I'll yeah, keep pouring. Yeah, just keep pouring. I'm in trouble. <laughs> so they did it. And, and you made good money, but here's the deal. You had to get up before the crack of dawn. I mean, you had to be up when it was dark. You had to be on the bus to, for them to take you to the cornfield. And you start pulling, walking and pulling at like 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, it seemed like. Whoa. I mean, I don't remember how, how early, but you're doing it until, well, I don't know. I think we did it until two or three in the afternoon, and then we came back, and all I remember is eating dinner in the living room floor. Nancy and I have our hand. we're laying down on our stomachs, our hands are on in our, you know, our chin is in our hands with the elbows on the ground. We're watching a movie or something on TV after we'd eaten and we fell asleep on the floor. Yeah. You because just, you're so tired, and and I had to dress in layers. Then you can't do anymore. Well, yeah, because no. they taught you. Well, yeah, to and plus your that. your pants get and your shoes get wet. You know, yeah. walking in the dew in the morning, and your arms. You know, you're pulling and you're tying stuff. So looking at this so, corn that's surrounding us, and looking at your height, and of course you were a kid at the time. How and I you, hope that's what I did. Because how'd you reach it? I'm probably making this all up. <laughs> 
wow, she is setting a precedent now, doesn't she? I think it's yeah. the alcohol. I think it's the alcohol, Tim. Oh, dear. You know, in your radio career, and mine too, for that, in, yes. for that matter, you know, we listen back at those air checks and we go, oh, God, it was the alcohol. Did I really say that? Yeah, it wasn't me. It was the alcohol because yeah. we were on some kind of a remote or something at a yeah. bar or something. So now we just... It was always at a bar. I always seemed to be at a bar for me, for my remotes. Always seemed to be at a bar or a car dealership. Mm. Always at a car dealership. Because they had the money. Yeah, that's true. They did. And and, and they want that woo-woo. Come on, woo-woo. You know, <laughs> they did. And that's what we supplied to them. you can see him doing that, <laughs> woo-woo. That was hilarious. I should but, have had a picture of that but one. You, but, you know, a craft store doesn't need <clears throat> woo-woo. Yeah. You know, the dealerships and the bars. Man, I remember one of the bars that I did in Charleston, West Virginia, was called the Roaring Twenties. It's like, God, that is the most horrible name for a bar. <laughs> but, you know, I sort of went along with it. And tying back into the cornfield, you see sometimes see, you, you don't think I'm yeah. going to come back. This was in Charleston, West Virginia. And I was there. It was a slow night. So it was probably a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. And it was fun. And I met a lot of great people. And I was alone in the state. So I was able to make some friends and stuff like that. But this one guy, uh, he brought... A mason jar full of moonshine. I was going to say hooch, but yeah, oh moonshine. Oh, my. I've got some, too. When I smelled that, I thought I was going to fall on the floor. You know, of course, you, you take it. Yep. Because you're, you're, you're being, he's being so generous in giving this up. And I don't know how much a mason jar worth. Is that giving me a lot? Is that giving me a little? I have no idea. Man, I just could not hardly choke that stuff down. I'm a lightweight to begin with, but yeah, this stuff was this stuff was like kerosene. Well, yeah. Oh my God, it was horrible. In in you a good in a good sips. way. You just take little sips. I tried everything. Oh, I got I some watermelon moonshine. You got to try. I tried it with stuff. I tried sips. I tried shots just to get it <laughs> over with. I tried everything, and it was just it was toxic. And I did not want anybody lighting a match anywhere near me. But that's just the way they do it in West Virginia. Hmm, yeah. interesting, it West is. Virginia. It Maybe is. we'll have to go there for a podcast, too. You know, it would be interesting. Uh, in the fall, everywhere you look is a postcard. Well, that's kind of the way it is here in northern Illinois. I think it's a postcard, too. It's beautiful. Right now, if you could see where we are, it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Cloudy skies, little cloudy skies around the cornfield. I just saw a whole bunch of birds flying by. I don't. They were not geese because the geese are flying, though. Yeah. But they were not geese. Yeah, they were not geese. It's really kind of fun. Um, we have a lot of hawks up here. The leaves are starting to change. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think Thursday of this week, I'm going to be going to Anderson Japanese Gardens. Put and that down on your list. If you ever come to visit northern Illinois, Rockford specifically, Anderson Japanese Garden. Yeah. Fabulous. Yes. It world is a, known. It world, is a, it world, world known, and it's a hidden gem. It yeah. really is. And they do concerts and all kinds of stuff. In fact, I saw Rick Nielsen, and it's called the Nielsen Trust. Oh, fun. Yeah. So it's got Rick... Two of his kids, Dax and uh, Miles, and then Miles's uh, wife Kelly Stewart, and then I think a cousin and a nephew. Oh! And the Nielsen Trust was just so incredibly fun because of Miles. He's just a hoot, and I'm like his dad. And yeah, yeah, and you and Miles yeah. never knows what's going to come out of Rick's mouth. <laughs> and he seriously, and he has sort of a little stash up his sleeve oh. of responses it was hot oh my god 
God, the humidity was just suffocating. You could wring your clothes out. And we were all sitting around there, you know, you bring your chairs in the bag and everything. And um, uh, they had kicked off the concert. And then, of course, here comes Rick. About three songs in, here comes Rick. Oh, boy. Well, Rick had a suit jacket on. Was it his checkered one? Uh, no, but it oh. had something sort of checkered-like that sort of went down one side. Okay. It wasn't all checkered, but it was very significant to who you know, he is. Yeah, yeah, who he is, and and playing on stage. Cheap trick. Yep. And and of course, Rick says at the as they were starting the song, and Miles is introducing him. He goes, "Come on, man, let's get this over with. Let's get the hell out of here." And he goes, "Dad, he goes, you've played in every situation imaginable. Why are you anxious tonight?" I know it's hot. I get that it's hot. You could take your jacket off. I'm just saying. He goes, well, I got a phone call this morning from so-and-so. I can't remember the guy's name. It's okay. And it's a manager of ZZ Top. And he oh. said, my, my buddy Dusty Hill passed away this morning. Yes. And as he yes. said, passed away this morning, Miles went into the riff intro uh, of LaGrange. Yes. Yes, the, the classic. Oh, the place went nuts. Yes. And, of course, everybody forgot about the humidity. Yes. And Rick just tore it up. Yes. He is 71, I think, something like that. Uh, they're all in their 70s, I think. Yeah, and he can get it done. Wow. And as a side note, Robin Zander used to bag my mother-in-law's groceries at Jewel. Get out of here. Back in the day. So my wife, Sandy, when she's telling her mother about the popularity of Live at the Budokan and stuff like this. this does not compute. No, does, does not, not compute. compute. Could not be that same guy that put my eggs and bread <laughs> at the bottom of the bag. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, oh, my goodness. You know, Anderson Gardens is a whole point of the conversation. If you're in the area, go to Anderson Gardens. Which we will probably do that sometime in the very near future. That would be fun. That will be probably one of our next podcasts. So I, please stay tuned for I, that. I'm going to have to call Jeff and try to coerce him into it one way or the other. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. Well, I think that's enough for today. I do. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm. My glass is almost empty. So, yeah. Your glass is never empty. You always leave a little bit. Oh, shush. You're not I, supposed to tell those I secrets. Know. There are going to be secrets. <laughs> Let no. I'm Liz Wilder. And I'm Tim Larson. We'll see you next time. Until we do life together. On Life's 3x5s. Thank you for joining Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. If you'd like to offer a conversation topic suggestion or contribute to the tip jar in support of this podcast, visit lifes3x5s.com. In the meantime, watch our Facebook page for more reasons to join us at another remote location for more unscripted stories on Life's 3x5s.